If you are ready to change the way people experience the transition to parenthood, you've come to the right place. On this podcast, we interview postpartum professionals, academics and researchers, as well as parents with unique perspectives on postpartum. Whether you've been working with new families for decades or are brand new to postpartum care, we'd love you to join us. I'm your host, Julia Jones. Today I'm interviewing a a very experienced professional, Jo Hogan. Jo Hogan lives in Auckland in New Zealand and has been doing this kind of work for 25 years. She is a massage therapist who's done over 10,000 massages and she is also a pregnancy yoga teacher and more recently has noticed that there's this gap um, with the pregnant women that she's working with. They have a beautiful um, pregnancy and they're really looking forward to the birth and planning for the birth and then she was noticing that there was a real lack of, of postpartum support and then that's when she stepped into that space and decided that she wanted to do something about it and so she studied um, Newborn Mothers Collective with me and and became a postpartum doula as well. So I wanted to get the perspective of someone who's very experienced because a lot of people um, who are considering becoming a doula or midwife or um, you know, uh, uh, some in some capacity working with newborn mothers are wondering what does it actually look like? Joe, do you want to maybe introduce yourself a little bit more? Sure, absolutely. So um, I have been uh, working with pregnant and postpartum women for probably about the last 12 or 13 years, I think. I'm a massage therapist um, originally, and uh, when I moved back to New Zealand from the UK, I decided... I started teaching pregnancy yoga. That's what happened. I was teaching a big group of pregnant girls yoga and they were all sort of wanting to come to me for massage because I had that training with um, prenatal massage as well. And after a while, I just thought, oh, I don't really want to work with anyone else. (laughs) I just want to work with pregnant girls. That's my, you know, absolute love. Um, And then I realized that there was probably maybe, you know, a a gap in the market for for a a specialist company who just particularly worked with that client group. Um, So I set up a company called Bella Mama um, in Auckland in New Zealand. And Bella Mama has been going now for, as I said, 12 or 13 years. In fact, I know that because, um, all the first babies that I worked with, all those first pregnant bellies that I massaged, um, all those kids have just started high school, so, <laughs> which is really, really cool. Um, and so I did that for, you know, for the past few years. And then I think um, what happened was, you know, it's very much in line with what you said, is that you realize that you're working with all these beautiful pregnant women and they're really planning their pregnancies really well and they're doing all the right things and they're eating well and going to yoga and having massages etc but it wasn't until I I, you know I began to notice a a theme you know which was that I would see my clients all the way through pregnancy and I'd love looking after them and I'd educate them about birth and they'd go off and have you know a baby and then I'd see them or I wouldn't see them maybe for a few weeks or a few months and I'd bump into them you know on the street and or they'd come back for a postnatal massage because I always encourage them to do that. And, um, and I'd say, oh, you know, how's it all going? You know, you've got this beautiful baby. And they'd, they'd look at me and they'd say, oh, it's great. And then they burst into tears. And they would cry, you know, because it hadn't been great. It had been really, really, really hard and miserable. And, and I just knew that, that how easily that could happen, you know. And, and, but I, that's when I started investigating more about, about how to be able to support my 
my clients after they'd had the babies and, and massage at the clinic wasn't the ideal way of doing that because quite often it was just too hard, you know, for them to come back for a massage with a newborn baby. And, and that's when I started doing a little bit of investigation. And that's when I come across, came across your beautiful program. So once you decided to make that transition from supporting women um, before pregnancy um, to supporting them throughout the whole journey, what did you do? How did you figure out um, um, how, to, how to actually do that? Well, I mean, well, first of all, I did your amazing training, which I just, uh, you know, adored every minute of. And as soon as I did your training and found your site, you know, it just, it was just like light bulb moment. You know, I think I watched your three introductory videos that you did for the, for the new mums. And yeah, that, it just all made complete sense to me. Um, being a yoga teacher, the understanding of the Ayurvedic tradition around the postpartum and the way that, you know, they care for new mums in India and of course in every other um, culture in the world just made so much sense. And I quite often would see that like in my yoga classes, um, you know, I've got a group of women who from all different cultures quite often, and we'd go around the group and check in and, you know, and I'd sort of say, what's happening after the baby's born and, and the Indian and the Chinese girls, they're like, nothing's happening, man. We're not going anywhere. <laughs> We're staying in. We're being looked after. I've got grandma coming. I've got my mum coming, you know, and those were the women who were, had this plan, you know, around what was going to happen afterwards. And quite often were the ones that you would report back that they had had an easy postpartum, you know, or they'd be the ones that um, really prioritized postpartum care. Like I remember one woman, Indian lady, called me and said, I want you to come to my house every day for 40 days to massage me, you know, and she was not a wealthy woman. She, you know, they lived in a small flat and her partner was a courier driver, I think. And, you know, but she really, really um, valued that, that massage and had put money aside for it, you know, and had her mum there looking after her. Um, so that's, that's sort of how it started happening. And then when I, once I'd done your training, um, I was full of the joys of it, you know, and lucky enough to be surrounded with a group of pregnant women that I could, um, and, you know, uh, pass on this amazing knowledge to. I know a lot of my listeners are curious about becoming a doula or, or something similar, but they can't actually picture what that life's like. So tell me, what does your week look like as a doula? Sure. So I, I sort of, you know, compartmentalize my week into, you know, a day or two of admin working for the, you know, admin for Bella Mama, a day of teaching. I do teach yoga classes and a shift or two of massage. Um, and then at the moment, I sort of just taking on one or two doula clients a week. Um, so I tend to put aside either a morning or an afternoon to do my visits. It quite often is an afternoon, actually. So that means that I do something in the morning and then I will arrive at their house um, around about lunchtime, which is always the perfect time to cook lunch for them when I first walk in the door. Um, and then I've got obviously my massage table with me. The, my packages that I've come up with have a, a range of different offerings, um, including the cooking and massage and one-on-one uh, -on -one yoga, um, emotional support, those kind of things. I'm noticing a definite theme though, which is food and massage is <laughs> very popular. <laughs> those two, two things seem to be, you know, very popular. So for example, I was at a client's house last week on the Wednesday. I've been going there every Wednesday afternoon and I'll come in and we'll sit down for a chat for half an hour or so. So she can let me know what's going on for her. She had some sort of challenging 
issues around breastfeeding with her last baby. So she um, might want to talk through that and how things are going for this baby. Um, and then I'll set up my massage table and uh, put on some food for lunch while the food is cooking, give her a lovely massage, maybe do a belly binding for her. Um, and yeah, serve her lunch, pot around in the kitchen, maybe do a meal for later on in the day, you know. And I find that my visits tend to be around the four-hour mark. It always seems to be naturally finishing around about four hours. So I'm usually there, for example, from 12 to 4, you know. Yeah, that's lovely. And I can see that from a, both from your perspective as a doula, that that would be beautiful work, you know, to do. And as a mother... I would just love that. You know, that just sounds like the dream, doesn't it? To have someone to come and nurture you and, and care for you for a few hours. It would be beautiful That's for both lovely. of you. Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, it's my favorite afternoon's work. I get to make soup and cuddle babies and chat to beautiful women. You know, the, the, the women that I've worked with over the last couple of years have just been amazing. I've got to say, they're just so amazing and so inspiring. It's like, I get so inspired by them that... And, you know, don't get me wrong, they have their challenges sometimes. But, and, you know, that's what my job is to help, help support them through that. But I think there's a really good lesson here of, of choosing your target market carefully. Um, you know, who are the women that you want to support? And being very specific about that. Because when you're very specific about that, you draw those kind of people to you. And then your work is not like work. It's just like hanging out with a beautiful friend for, you know, once a week and, and getting to cuddle her baby. <laughs> and, <laughs> but at the same time being, yeah, being of help and support and, and being very valued as well. And that's amazing. Loving this podcast? Check out our books at newbornmothers.com. Nourishing Newborn Mothers is a recipe book to nourish your mind, body and soul after childbirth. And my second book, Newborn Mothers, was a bestseller. I know, I can't believe it either. It's about baby brain, village building and how to find happiness in 21st century parenting. You can get the first chapter free of both books at newbornmothers.com books. Yeah, we're very lucky to be in the position to be doing work that we really love doing. But I know also there can be a flip side of that, that people then sometimes have some money blocks. Like, how can I possibly charge for this work when I enjoy it so much, you know? But um, you've managed to make, a, you know, build successful business out of your work. So what um, what is the difference, do you think? Why, why are you able to get um, these beautiful clients and, and do the work that you love doing that perhaps other people aren't figuring out. I think, I think it's just that. I think that, you know, I've been working for many, I've been self-employed for many years and I, I definitely did have money blocks myself as you know, at stages in my life. Um, I've got over those um, because I, I know that the work that I do and that we do is really valuable. I mean, in a way it's quite good for me because as a massage therapist, I charge a certain amount I charge an you know, hourly rate to be doing massages at the clinic. So I need to be charging about the same if I'm going out into the, into the, you know, into the world to do doula work. I can't charge much less, otherwise it's not worth it. It's not, you know, I might as well still be working doing massage. Um, but I feel that that, you know, the hourly rate that I charge is, is really worth it because I provide a huge amount of value for that. Um, and I feel that, you know, if you give 100% of yourself and you're available, at, you know, completely um, authentically 
with your mother when you're there with her, um, that work is, is really, really valuable. And the knowledge that we have to impart, which, you know, basically is just giving permission to to be with your baby, you know, giving permission to rest, permission to eat well, permission to enjoy this incredible time and to permission to, to understand the incredible and difficult work that a new mother does. That's, you know, it, it has such a value in it, in my opinion. And, and that's what I've heard back from my clients as well. Um, so yeah, I, you know, I do feel that the work is really, really valuable, and I don't. And I think when we understand our own value, I've also done a lot of training. I've done a lot of courses. I have a lot of resources as well. I think maybe that's a good tip for for doulas working too. One of the things that I provide to my um, clients is a, a I, I do it on Trello because I've fallen in love with Trello. You know, you, you, you I think introduced me. So creating a really nice Trello board for them and putting a lot of resources on there as well, and one of the clients that I've worked with recently, um, I found them a midwife that, because they couldn't find a good midwife. I found them a, uh, a maternity nurse that they needed. I found them a physio, all those kind of things because they have networks around the city. Um, and those things are valuable as well. Absolutely. You can save, you know, parents hours and hours of research and also mistakes, you know, like if they find that don't find the right care providers and they go to someone who doesn't really fit with their values, that can be, um, you know, a huge disadvantage. Really true. And, and you're, you're right. There's heaps of different providers out there, isn't there? But finding the particular person for that client uh -huh. is, you know, I mean, when I, that particular client I was talking about, she wanted to have a, a water birth at a birthing center, but she couldn't she could only find an obstetrician who I just knew that there was no way she was going to get that birth. So, you know, finding her that the right midwife was, was huge for them and they really appreciated it. Yeah. So it's sort of like you see yourself in a way as like being that one person who sees them through the whole journey from the moment that they book you when they're pregnant, you know, you can help them through, um, you know, as one point of contact through all the different sort of things with referrals and, um, you know, village building. Yeah. So my workshops, my classes, um, and the resource, local resources for sure. I've got quite a good uh, book library and I'm, I want to build up a, um, baby wearing sling library as well and things like that. So if you, if there's anyone listening, to this who is either thinking of becoming a doula or maybe they're a pretty new doula and not it's not working for them yet and they're feeling like they're going to give up and it's too hard you know do you have any suggestions for people who are, who are just wondering whether or not this is for them yeah I do I, I think that going back to what I was talking about before to be really really specific on the target market that you want to work with um, the thing that I've noticed about this work, doula work, and I knew this already from doing my massage work, you know, it's quite a, quite a high-end service for somebody. If you want to be able to charge a reasonable hourly rate so that you cover all your expenses and that you're still earning, you know, a decent amount of money that makes the work that you do worthwhile, um, then there is only a certain kind of person that can afford that. And that's sometimes kind of hard to swallow. You know, we, we all want to be able to help every mother that needs it but what I've really realized is that some of the women who are in the more higher socioeconomic areas and you know who are maybe quite high earning women who can afford 
to have a doula, for example, are also the ones that really, really, really need it as well. Because they can be women who are more isolated away from their families. You know, they could have families overseas, for example. They don't have their mums around. Um, maybe they're working really, really hard and they don't have time to, you know, they struggle to relax and, um, and let go into the postpartum. And so, you know, those women, if you, if you're wanting to work with them, then they can not only afford your service, but they actually still really, really need it. Yeah, I love it. And I often think one of this, you know, a lot of people feel worried about this and it's definitely genuinely something we should consider, but we don't want our services to become super exclusive, you know, and they don't have to be extremely wealthy, but they have to be people who are ready to prioritize this and put some money aside and save up for it. That's the difference, isn't it? That's like my, my, my Indian girl who had the, you know, 40, 40 massages over 40 days. Um, it, you know, she, she'd really prioritize that. And so I think what I mean is that, you know, just really, if you, if you work, work with people who are really open to your message and really, um, valuing what you do then they will appreciate you and and they will put aside money um you know to to pay for the service and they'll also put aside money for a cleaner and a um you know and maybe a babysitter and things like that so it's it's, it's like you've often said you know these are the kind of people that value services rather than stuff um sometimes they got the stuff too of course but and i'm like that in my in my life as well i you know i'd much rather spend money on somebody coming in you know, cleaning my house now and then than, than having uh, designer clothes or in a, a flash car, you know. So it's those kind of people that will value what you do. Not everybody will value the work of a postpartum doula because a lot of people just don't even know what a postpartum doula is. So a lot of it's education about what we do, how we can help. Um, and people are really willing and open to to that knowledge but often they just don't know that that kind of help is available they know that there's help available for the baby so they might have a nanny or a you know, maternity nurse or somebody to help with the baby but I always say to them I'm not there to look after the baby you know you're the baby's mother but I want to look you know I'm here to look after you I've had two sets of clients who've got twins and I think that's a you know that that's a really uh, lovely um, group to work with people having multiples because they really do know that they need a little bit of extra help and it's so it's been it's such a joy to support them um, and then another group that, that's quite open to it are people with second or third babies who may not have had a really nice time the first time and they know that they're going to need help and support afterwards and they know I remember one of my clients said to me she said we know we know that we don't need all the stuff for the baby the baby's fine doesn't need lots of stuff what we need is someone to come and look after us you know because we didn't enjoy it the first time and we you know we really want this time to be different so those people are really open to our message and do you have any um feedback from clients that you could share with us oh my god yes this is just the first text that she sent me she you know she she'd had a, a really difficult time the uh, the first time round and really really didn't enjoy the postpartum but she was home after quite a, a difficult birth with the second baby anyway um but she just said to me, even though the birth wasn't ideal and the recovery will be interesting, I'm feeling so much more positive about everything this time round. Everybody treated me well and our midwife was great and I felt so much more involved. Thank, <clears throat> thank you so much for everything you've taught me. I know I wouldn't be coping as well if it wasn't for the knowledge and confidence you've given me, especially under all, uh, all the understanding around the hormones and the instincts, etc. This time feels just so much more natural. No timings, no schedules, no writing everything down. It's wonderful. 
and I'm totally following your advice that there's only two things. <laughs> it's your advice, actually. There's only two things that are important, falling in love with my baby and learning how to breastfeed him. It's all going so well so far. I actually have milk coming this time. I've let everything disappear off my radar and I'm not getting stressed about it. And that's all down to how you've made me feel and frame these next few months in my mind. It's just so liberating. Thank you. Oh, that is so beautiful. That beautiful. It's just great. Um, so, you know, just to get feedback like that has been amazing. And just, you know, be able to reframe the whole thing for people so that they, and, and what I love about your program so much is that the, the mixture between the traditional practices and the, the neuroscience, because I'm a bit of a science geek, you know, and, and I love, I just love the way that everything is based around neuroscience and how the brain works and sharing that information is, is really amazing with women as well. Cause they really get it, you know, they understand. Um, and it gives again them permission, you know, for, for them to do these things, to rest, to snuggle up. You know, I think what I said to her it was just snuggle up naked with your baby for the whole day and don't get out of bed and just enjoy him and don't feed to any schedules, feed him when he wants to be fed and, you know, enjoy this time. And just giving her that permission to do that meant the world to her, you know. Yeah, that is so beautiful. So just to close then, do you have any um, sort of advice that you would give to other other doulas or people thinking about being doulas? As I said to you, I think earlier when we were off air, I, I think that there's just, I just, there's such a massive need for the service out there. And um, I feel that it's important to really focus on who you, who the kind of woman that you want to work with, to be really specific about, um, you know, so specific. And this is it's kind of marketing speak in a way, but you know, who is the woman? Where does she live? What suburb does she live in? What car does she drive? What shops does she go to? Um, where does she hang out? What does she do in her spare time? You know, find, find that particular person. What is her problem and how can you help her solve it? Because I think when you do that and you do that work as I have done, you end up working with the woman that you really, really, really love to work with you know and then that goes back to that thing I said to you it's not like work at all you know because you're working with somebody so special that you've visualized in your mind um, and you will also feel confident that you know how to solve her issues and problems and just trust that even the smallest thing that you say or do can make a massive difference in somebody's life and I know in my own case you know and, and for anybody who's had a baby will know that the the tiniest thing that somebody does kindness that somebody does you never forget it you know and it's such an incredible honor and a privilege to to be part of a woman's life around this time so i would highly recommend you know doing as much as you can to make that business successful because it's hugely needed it's beautiful thank you so much joe no problem thank you so much for having me and i'll keep in touch and let you know how it's all going you can find out more about Jo's work as a doula and massage therapist in Auckland, New Zealand at bellamama.co.nz. Here at Newborn Mothers, we believe that every family has the right to high-quality postpartum care. If you want to join us, learn more at newbornmothers.com. And if you like this podcast, we'd really love you to leave us a five-star review and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts.